And here we go. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Isaiah Jamel, and welcome to the Lego Effect podcast. I'm certainly happy to have you here, and thank you for spending some time with me. You can catch us here every Wednesday for new episodes and content, but I'd love to talk with you. Hit me up offline on social media. You can catch me at Isaiah Jamel or The Lego Effect. Here we go. So we're going to start out just by talking about what the Lego effect is. I think that's important to start this whole thing off explaining exactly what that is. The Lego effect is a, a concept that I came up with from actually from my childhood. You know, when I was growing up, uh, Legos were one of my favorite toys. You know, I, I was obviously I, I was an 80s baby. I am an 80s baby. And I loved, you know, Voltron and Thundercats and, you know, all the all the the, the real, you know, boy toys, you know. Um, but it was more, you know, I, I, I love Legos because it allowed me to explore. But if I can digress for one second. Um, when you hear or you see the term the Lego effect, um, there is a certain connotation that's attached to it. And I want to make sure we we understand which one we'll be referring to throughout the course of this podcast. Um, if you Google the Lego effect, the Urban Dictionary, I'm actually going to read it to you. The, the Urban Dictionary um, defines it as. Uh, a strange phenomenon in which a person actively searches for something they need at a specific time or moment. And despite the fact that they have seen the object in question 20 times, I wonder why they chose 20, but 20 times when they did not need it, they are unable to find it at the time that it is needed. So it's basically that they're, they're saying you know, the, the Lego effect is basically when um, you have something of that, you know, you'll need later um, that you pass by all the time, not needing it. And then the exact moment that you need it, you can't find it, <laughs> you know, um, which would be pretty annoying. Um, but that's not what or the context of what we'll be discussing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, that is, we can definitely have a conversation about that perspective because I think there's relevancy in that. Um, but I'm, my, my interpretation of the Lego effect um, is a little different. So I remember when uh, my mom first bought these Legos for me. I opened the box, you know, super excited. But the first question I asked her, I said, uh, where's the instructions? And she looked at me and was like, there are none. So I, I guess I had a puzzled look on my face and I said, well, what, what exactly am I supposed to do? And she said, well, figure it out. Use your imagination. Be creative and just see what you come up with. And I said, OK. Um, and as I kind of settled into the, the thought of letting that part of my mind go in terms of needing 
that instruction, I was able to do just that. I was able to be creative. I was able to to function in the unknowing and still be creative and learn as I went. So it, it brings me to this this topic of how do we learn? How do we prioritize our thoughts in the moment of having to produce a product and not knowing how to do it, but still learning? And then how do we interpret what we've learned and I guess weave it into how we move in life? So the let go effect, we're going to have conversations and dialogue about just that, how we learn. Um, Did you learn like I did with Legos just cognitively and, you know, and I mean, let me backtrack. Legos have such a beneficial attribute to children and adults. So I don't want to minimize Legos. Oh, that's just a kid's toy. No. Adults learn from that, too, because it forces us to utilize and practice and evolve and strengthen our cognitive ability, our cognitive skills, our motor functions, our ability to process in the moment. You know, there's so many benefits to a game, if we're calling it that, a game like Legos. So I, I wanted to put that out there because I, I don't want you guys to think that we're, we're thinking merely as a toy. It is a toy and that's the creation of it. But its purpose as a toy was to lead that kid's mind to another place or to tap in certain things, tap into certain places in his mind or her's mind that he or she did not know was there. And that's what we want to do. We want to tap into a certain level of understanding that we did not know was there. We want to peel back the layers to see the origin of the decisions, the cultures, the ideology that we have and relate it back to how we actually learn. Because here's the thing. So many conversations that I've had with people that I may disagree with. Right. And disagreeing is OK. Disagreeing is what make life interesting. It makes things intricate. It, it gives you something to learn. Different perspectives, different paths to certain conclusions That's the fun part of learning. You learn something that you did not know. You have the ability to process in a way that might not have been available to you had you not had that particular conversation or learned that particular thing by whatever medium it came from. Or whatever person you spoke to or spoke to you. Um, So that's what the Lego effect is about. It's about engaging And seeing where we went right or wrong, our our successes and our failures, and tying them back to an origin. But further than that, here's, here's the real thing, and here's the fun part. We are going to get insight from each other 
on not only what happened, but how can it benefit us? This is this is the opportunity for opposites to finally attract. This is the opportunity for different mechanisms of thought to be understood on the same wavelength at eye level. Because put it like this. I may disagree with you on various topics. I may say, oh, man, that's that's crazy. How could you even say that? And you might be saying, well, how could I not? This is what I was taught. This is what I was um, bred to know. You know, my experiences taught me this. And then some might say, well, I read this. I agreed with it. And this is what I believe. And then some might say, well, my mom and my dad taught me this. And I believe my mom and my dad. So I believe that. And then some might say, well, my religious beliefs persuade me to believe this. And I'm okay with that. So if you see, there's a consistency and a pattern that our knowledge came from somewhere. And just because we may not believe in that knowledge does not mean that that knowledge is not relevant. That is not true or that it is not a truth to us. And if we can take the, 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 the perspective of knowing and respecting that there is information out there that we might not agree with, but came from a reliable source. And if we can respect that source, though we don't respect the content, our conversations might be a little easier. So an atheist and a Christian might be able to sit in the same room and actually have a dialogue without jumping through the roof. You know, a believer and a non-believer might not be so resentful of each other because we're not respecting our level of knowledge. Because here's the crazy thing. We might come to the same conclusion on any given topic, but have arrived there by different paths or have arrived there by a different medium. But does that mean that the medium that we arrive there towards is greater or less than one or the other? And I believe that a lot of the um, con- discontent that we have in our conversations, and this is more on an intellectual level, sometimes on a spiritual religious level, um, that we don't respect what we have to offer to a given conversation of a topic. And we want to cut that divide. But that's only in one area. What about business or sports or health and fitness or music, you know, which I love? You know, something that I grew up with. And I, I, it, it's in my bones, in my DNA. You know, we might have decided to go in a different direction, but we arrived there maybe slower or faster, but we arrived there. But does that, does that mean that my method of arriving and your method of arriving, though different, does that mean one is greater than the other?
Who knows? We don't know, but we're going to talk about it. You know, um, it's it's a such an interesting thing to dive into what makes people go and why. Because there's so much to learn from how we've done so. And you'd be so surprised if you sat and listened. Um, And I'm sure some of you have. Uh, But if you sat and listened to someone that you completely disagree with and allowed them to explain how they arrived at that decision. It will blow your mind sometimes. It sure enough blows mine. So that's going to be the context of how we approach our conversations. We are approaching every conversation with the desire to learn both sides. We want to learn how it worked, how it didn't work. So whether or not it's any discipline, any profession, we want to dive in to see both sides as well. Because I I believe there's a certain therapy to learning. I believe there's a certain freedom to learning, and I believe there's a, a, a definitely a certain liberation to learning. Because as we learn, we should be able to see ourselves and where we can place those little nuggets that we learn. Because truth be told, not everything we learn should we should keep. I said it. Not everything we learn, we should keep. You know, not every pair of shoes you keep for the duration of your life. Eventually they wear out because your shoe size may change. Your style may change. The desires of what you, you know, trends may change. Things change. So everything you learn, not everything is, you know, a puzzle piece that will fit in any slot throughout your life. Everything is not transferable. You might be in a relationship. What you learned might not work in that relationship. How you talk or how you learned to speak and how you learned to deal with crisis or how you learned to manage relationships and love and sacrifice and those things. It might not work for the person that you're with. You got to adjust. Understand what I'm saying? So, you know, there, there is a, le- a certain flexibility to learning that we have to approach as well. So there you have it. That's the Lego effect. Conversations about making each other better. And that's that's the primary goal for what we're trying to do here. Make each other better. Help each other see a perspective that we didn't know was there. And even if we did know was there, help us to understand it better. And I believe that we'd all be better for it. So in the upcoming episodes... We're going to talk about various topics. Some of those topics is going to include relationships. Some of them will include spirituality and religion. Um, Some will absolutely include social perspective, racism, um, especially in the time that we're in. Police brutality. Um, We're going to discuss business, fitness and health. Uh, We're going to discuss a lot. We're going to discuss a lot because each one and more directly correlates to how we do life, 
how we interact, our mood, our self-worth, what we think about others, our attainability to certain goals. You know, these these are things that are important to how, like I said, we do life. And we don't want to leave any stone unturned. It's important. You know, it's important for me. You know, this this is going to help me more. I promise than probably anybody. You know, I'm, I'm so looking forward to being able to 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 gain those nuggets from everybody. So gear up, get ready and let's get it done.